Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. We are podcasting. We are, I guess that's what we're doing. We're on Zoom. We're here. Yeah. Hi, Savannah. Hi, Kristen. Um, yeah, I don't know who will be listening to this, but basically, Kristen and I are long distance besties, have been for the majority of our adult relationship. And so we always try to find like little activities or things to like enjoy together. And we used to listen to this daily podcast that was really fun. Uh, and eventually it became like we couldn't continue listening to it. It, couldn't it became support little... it any longer. That's right. We couldn't support it any longer. It was becoming slightly problematic. Uh, and, and so we were like, we could create a podcast that's basically the same thing, but just like us talking and being non-problematic. So that's the vision behind this. <laughs> I love it. Will it reach a larger audience? Who knows? Will it be daily? Absolutely not. <laughs> Definitely not. This will be like whenever we just need to catch up. We have some segments that we're going to go through that I think may be reoccurring. We'll kind of see how it goes. Um, but just some things to catch up, talk about what we're, what we're liking um, in life, what is coming up. We love pop culture. We're always, we're big Swifties. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world um, and even address some of our problematic things too, because you got to be honest. Um, but yeah, we're 775 miles away from each other. I just looked it up. It's very hard to be long distance besties, but it's really sad. What's most depressing about it? It's depressing so much that's depressing about it well I was mostly like I've never thought about the actual distance but like that sounds like a lot of miles it's a lot it is a lot of miles and like when we were in high school we could like hang out and go to the movies but we just can't do we can't even like help each other out or be like hey can you run to the grocery store for me if you're on your way to Trader Joe's <laughs> like there's no like daily living besides our like intense texting of each other constantly um so this is just an extension of that like more than i've ever texted my husband when we were dating it's so true i don't really enjoy texting that much i really only text you this much and sometimes tyler and i are on dates and he's like are you texting savannah can you hold off like an hour no i had a thought and Kristen needed to know it i had it immediately immediately have to text like yeah. last night tyler and i so we're in um milwaukee wisconsin we love it and we went to cops which if you're if you know milwaukee is like the best place ever so just out of the blue i texted savannah picture of cops and shoot i forget what you said you said um how said dare you was, or something yeah i said this was cruel because <laughs> what like what you don't know about this is basically kristen and i like switched places like i used to live in milwaukee that is like so true I started this trend and then you just like decided to join when I was moving away. Um, but I loved cops first. You had no, no idea absolutely. what cops was. I'm not claiming cops. <laughs> it's your, cops is yours. But um, that's usually how a lot of things go. You find cool stuff and then I jump on the bandwagon. Once you've done it like we're experiencing that with reading right now like i'm reading books and i'm texting i'm like have you read the silent patient you're like we're 10 <laughs> years too late everyone has read the silent patient it's true but like this is why our relationship works so well is because i love being a leader and you love being a follower 
<laughs> so it just works great. So true. I love following. Don't have to do all the work, but you get all the fun. That's right. I'm like, Kristen, do you want to start a sourdough starter? Because I am. Oh my gosh, we need to do a sourdough update. So um, how is your, how is Inez doing your sourdough starter? Well, I feel really sad talking about Inez because I feel like I have to acknowledge the tragedy that's happening in your life with your sister. RIP, Betty. So yeah, the other day, so we, Savannah started a sourdough starter as usually happens in life. And then I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to do it too. So we have something to bond over, but also I'm not as disciplined or organized as Savannah. So I'm like, I'm going to kill this immediately. I kept up with it for about a month, but it wasn't really growing as much as Savannah's, um, as much as Inez. So I would forget to feed it. I got to be honest. I wasn't a great parent, but I was stirring it on Thursday morning because I was trying to get all the flour and everything honey combined because I'm putting honey in it and whole wheat flour to try to like make it a little, a little zestier. And I broke the jar that it was in glass everywhere. It was right before I was going to work and Tyler was home and he looked at me and he was like, I'm like standing over the sink, like trying not to cry, like with the jar in the sink, just like all of my hard work is gone. He said, it's had a good run. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you don't, you think I'm not going to do another one. I'm absolutely doing another one. It's, it's especially sad because I have so much starter. Like even tonight I was like, I think I have to get rid of some of this. Like I Which, can't. If we were closer, you could bring it over to me. That's right. That's why this setup doesn't work. Like we just, we have to resolve it eventually. Um, but yeah, I was devastated when I found out the news about Betty. Um, and I was at work, I was at the office and I immediately was like, oh my God. And my coworkers were like, what happened? <laughs> just, just a sourdough update. Um, but yeah, I'm in the middle of like getting two loaves going right now. Um, Saturday is my day that I take the starter out of the fridge and I feed it. Um, Cause now I'm at the phase where it can stay in the fridge for a week and you only have to feed it once, which is really nice. But I just have so much of it. Like, it's a problem. And I feel bad getting rid of it. But I think I'm going to have to. But you're, like, baking it. You're, like, baking for friends and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But I have, like, I have a really big jar. And I can't bake fast enough to use it all. Because, you know, the, the idea now is, like, you keep it in the fridge. And you don't need to discard. Because when you feed it, you take out half of it to bake with. Right. I, I don't know. Something in my like calculations didn't work. But I don't know. Anyways, tonight I'm trying to bake both a jalapeno cheddar loaf, which I'm really excited about. And then um, I sent Kristen this recipe that was like a cinnamon roll focaccia. And so I'm also going to make that. That has Savannah written all over it. Yeah. So you should see like my whiteboard because it's very regimented, like the steps that I have to do at each time and timing it so that when I wake up in the morning, I can bake and then like go to yoga and it all like lines up. Um, so yeah, just kind of trapped in my house with my sourdough, which honestly sounds great. What could be better? Nothing. Well, I'm glad your sourdough is going great because mine is dead and in my trash. So I'm going to start a new one. I'm probably going to call it August to be with the Taylor Swift theme. And Augustine, or what is, what's that, what's his name from folklore lore? 
I know it's the it's the uh girl that James cheats on oh that's right or no yeah James right no August isn't a person I need to call it James August is just the month they yeah that she cheated on yeah that's right Betty with whoever with whoever we don't know her name Inez is the, the gossipy friend okay well I'm very happy about your sourdough starter keep us posted on that um let us know how the focaccia turns out I've asked you before to mail me baked goods but you said it won't <laughs> it won't make it here but um that's lovely so um next we're gonna do our reports which is another thing Savannah is always on top of so Savannah tells me about the TikTok things I I sent her funny stuff and she's like, I saw this three weeks ago on TikTok. <laughs> Kristen is more of like a Redditor, news reader. Yeah. I like to be in the know, but um, we're going to do reports. Do you want to explain what reports are? Yeah. So I saw this on TikTok and people would do it usually as like one of those like slide throughs, you know, and they do it weekly. You know, I don't know how far we're going to do this. So this is just like what's going on lately. So report stands for what are you reading? What are you eating, playing, obsessing over, recommending, and treating? So I think we're just going to go through one by one and talk about the things in this category that we're very interested in right now. So what are you reading right now, Chris? We both have reading goals for this year. I think Savannah's at 100. I'm at 60. So we're definitely going to have a lot to say about reading. I am reading... Evicted by Matthew Desmond, um, which I, of course, Savannah's read because she lived in Milwaukee um, and is a sociology major, has a sociology uh, major, but um, she's not actually the one who recommended it to me, which I was kind of shocked by, but she probably thought I already read it because it's from 2008. <laughs> so, um, but it's all about talking about, um, you know, the, the cycle of eviction and how poverty and economic status and race and gender um, kind of uh, coincide in Milwaukee and he's telling a lot of different stories and I love that it's really story-based it's really interesting to hear about like these real people obviously he's changed their names but um, anywhere from the tenants to the landlords to um, the the people who uh, the, like the sheriff who deals with the eviction the people who have to clean out the houses it's just really interesting Obviously, I'm way behind. I, Savannah, you mentioned that there's there's a lot of um, legislature that came out of this book. So after I finish it, I want to like read and see what's changed since then. But very fascinating. Highly recommend it. Really great read. Um, recommend it a lot. So Love it. Do you think you're going to give it five stars? Is it going to be on the five star list? <sighs> so I, I think it's, up, it's at least going to be four stars. Well, time will tell. Let's see what happens in the last 50%. So, yeah, I really struggle when a book feels important, mm -hmm. um, not giving it five stars, but that's not really what five stars means, at least in, I feel like our, the way that we define five stars. Right. And I don't want to shame anyone for how many stars they give a book, <laughs> like, but I totally agree. This may be one of the most important reads of the year for me but I think that's why it's so important to categorize and sometimes we we've talked about the end of last year should be maybe we should do like a book review for the best books we read in 2023 
Um, but talking about like, what was the most impactful? What was the most memorable? The most memorable, maybe the worst book you read, but it was so memorable. So anyways, what are you reading? I, so I just finished Queen of Shadows, which is the fourth book in the Throne of Glass series. And um, I really liked it. This was actually the first one I really liked, uh, which you might be wondering, why did you read four books if you weren't sure if you really liked it? Uh, and it's because it's written by Sarah J. Moss, who Kristen and I got really into Akatar last year. Kristen's still making her way through. Court of Thorns and Roses, for those who are not aware. Yes. And uh, I've just heard that Throne of Glass is even better. And so I'm working on it. I really like this one, and I feel like I can finally see where the story is headed. Um, so I feel more excited to read the next book than I have. But I just started Go as a River last night. And as I was starting it, I checked Goodreads and I saw you had given it three stars. And I was like, oh, no, should I not be reading this book? Oh, oh no, 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 no. You should read that book. That's a, that's a good book. Um, I So I read that book because of the cover. Cover is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Like an orange or something. I forget what the fruit is that's on her parents' farm. But no, that was a good book. I, the ending wasn't as impactful. Like it was, it, mm. for me, I was hoping for a different ending, but it's, it's a, it's a worth the read. The three for me is you should read this book. Four okay. is like, I love this book. And five is like life-changing. So that's my readings. It's yeah. historical fiction. I haven't read one of those in a while. It's different than I usually read. So. Yeah. It's definitely um, written like you should read it with a Southern accent kind of deal, you know? Um, but there are a couple, there've been a couple, I think I read like, I don't know, three chapters or something last night, but, uh, yeah, you can tell it's written by like a, a writer, you know, mm -hmm. like it is like very, uh, there are a couple lines that I'm like, oh, that was very literary. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful read. Yeah. So that's, that's good. That's clarifying because I was excited for it to come off hold. And then when I looked at Goodreads, I thought, oh no. Maybe this isn't going to be good. No, no, no. I, you should read it. Okay. I re and honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually a little shocked I gave it a three. I'm actually kind of surprised I didn't give it a four, but we've talked about this. You rate a book in the moment and then afterwards you think about it a little bit more and I, I might have to revisit that one. Yeah. Revisionist history. This happens to me too, where... It's interesting too, because sometimes you finish a book and you're like, oh, that was good, but then it doesn't stick with you. Mm -hmm. and then you want to lower your rating we'll see how i like it it was very highly rated generally mm -hmm. so okay well, what so, are you eating okay so my thing right now is but i don't think i've talked to you about this is putting cottage cheese in everything oh so you're one of those high protein girlies that yes so i i'm finding i'm trying to be more intuitive with my body I feel a lot better, like work at work a lot better through the week. Um, I'm less tired if I eat higher protein. So I've been meal prepping a lot more. Tyler and I have been on, kind of on this kick since the beginning of the year. And I'm putting cottage cheese in my pasta bakes. I'm putting it in my eggs for my breakfast sandwiches. And everyone said this, but you really don't taste it. Okay. I have to disagree because I've tried this as a vegetarian who is always trying to find more ways to get protein 
I put it in a pasta sauce and I was like, I am absolutely disgusted by this. But Francis is a huge proponent of cottage cheese. So maybe I just haven't had it in the right thing. But I've tried it a couple times and it's just not as good as the actual thing. And I, Don't get me wrong, it's not good, <laughs> but so you can't taste it, but it's not good. so it's different because like I put it into a pasta bake with like ground beef. So it, it, the texture doesn't bother me and I'm tasting more of the sauce, but I think you should give it another try, but I heard blending it up is better. That's what I tried to do. Oh, well, no, you don't like cottage cheese. We'll see. It's it it is like one of those really easy like protein hacks. And so I agree, I feel better when I eat more protein. Yeah. Well, I actually, speaking of protein, I wanted to, I wish that report had an I in it because I wanted to talk about an ick really quick. So maybe we can do what we're eating and an ick because I have an eating ick that just happened to me today that I have to talk about. So I hope that you've been lucky enough as a vegetarian, you've been a vegetarian your whole life, right? Yes. And I haven't, um, but you, I hope you've been lucky enough that you haven't had to use the microwave to defrost frozen chicken. No, I haven't. But every time Francis puts meat in the microwave, I want to vomit. Cause like, I don't think you like, it is, I just did this tonight because I was supposed to get chicken. We were going to make Greek bowls with chicken for dinner and they were really good, but I forgot to get the chicken. So I had to use chicken from the freezer and I know that I should be doing this more to save money. But when you put chicken in the, in the microwave to defrost it, sometimes you get the weight a little bit wrong. You get the timing a little bit wrong and the sides start to cook a little bit. So it's like cold in the middle and then white on the outside. It is so disgusting. It is the biggest ick. So that's, that's going to be my ick for the week is defrosting frozen chicken in the microwave. It's so much better if you just do it in the fridge, but I forgot. So Yeah. I just had to share that. It was, I just wanted to discuss to you tonight because it was so gross. Also, you should watch the documentary Poisoned, which is all about how, like, poultry in America is literally, like, the most contaminated thing ever. And defrosting is, like, such an important part of the uh, decontamination process. So just make sure you're paying attention to it because I don't want you to get salmonella, you know? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch that because I'm scared, but thank you. What are you eating? And what's your egg? Well, my egg is cottage cheese, obviously. Um, but I am eating a lot of sourdough. I know that sounds basic, but truly uh, it's the favorite part of my day. Either I'll, I'll eat a slice of bread in the morning for breakfast or like as a snack. And we also right now we got like a gift of like some fancy olive oil for Christmas from Francis's like Lebanese family. And um, so I'll do like a slice of sourdough toasted and then I put a drizzle of the olive oil and then like a little salt and pepper and we call it spicy toast in this house. And it's the best. Like it's just it the combination of flavors is so good. Um, and this olive oil is like almost as good as olive oil I had in Italy. So it's, it is really delicious. So that is my favorite snack currently. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds amazing. Okay. What are you playing? This can be kind of, you know, it can be like anything entertainment 
Okay. Vibes. So I'm going to highlight um, this app. I, f- I think I've told you about it. It's called Kinder. I think I told you about this app. Did you? Oh, you did. <laughs> you did. I, I downloaded at your house. I am not trying to have a baby anytime soon. That's not on my radar. But Kinder is like Tinder for baby names. And uh, my husband will not download it. Like, we're not ready for kids. So he's he's like, I'm not playing this. But it's so fun. Sometimes I just do it. Um, like, right now it says Moxie Clap Saddle. Absolutely not. Oh. So, oh, Moxie. my gosh. I thought it was someone else who told me, but it was you. It was me. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that Tyler won't download it. Because what I love about this app, also not having kids soon, probably downloaded this app when I thought I might be having kids soon and then changed (laughs) my mind. Um, But you like separately, you and your partner can rate names and then it tells you the ones you have in common, which is like a great setup for like Francis and I who don't agree on a single name. For stubborn couples. Yes. And anytime a person brings up a name, the other person is automatically like, no, I hate it. So it, it did help us kind of narrow down on a few names. Yeah. I just already know that Tyler, I got freaking Clement. Oh, when I say yes to Clementine, <laughs> I got freaking weird names, but um, that one's fun. Also, I got to do an honorable mention to my favorite game, Block Blast. I'm still going strong. I've been playing it for months. Great game. Terribly long ads. Would not recommend it. Don't get started. You'll get addicted. But I love Block Blast, too. That's right. I have an addictive personality and spent like five hours playing that game the only day I had it downloaded, so it had to go. <laughs> yeah, it's over. What are you playing? Um, I am currently in the thick of watching The Curse. Have you heard of this show? Mm-mm. What is it? Okay, so it's on Showtime, so it's a little niche, but um, Emma Stone is the star, and then her husband, I think... His name is Nathan Fielder. Yes, yes, yes. You know who I'm talking about? That, like, weird comedian. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you get secondhand embarrassment, this is not the show for you. It is so cringy and so hard to watch. Um, but I, it's like a car crash, and I cannot stop watching it. The first episode is strange, but it gets better as the show goes on. So I think I'm on episode 9 out of 10. I started this like two days ago. Um, So I'm hoping to finish tonight. And I've heard the finale is really wild. Mm. Is it like surrealist, like surrealistic or is that even a word? I don't know. It's so the concept is this couple is creating an HGTV show. And but the concept of the show is that they create these like eco friendly houses in like a community of New Mexico that's like impoverished, not doing well. Um, and so it's just like all of their endeavors to like fix the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, so it's like very like do goodery, like woke, liberal, yeah, cringe. Uh, and also, these two as a couple are a disaster. Uh, and it's also about like reality tv and how you can kind of like change the narrative you know depending on like the edit um so it's very interesting i think you would like it because it it is kind of like surreal weird thrillery a little bit like you're just on edge the whole time you're watching it 
Um, but Emma Stone's having a big year and she's really good in it. Yeah, yeah she is. Oh, we love her. We've loved her since The Amazing Spider-Man. Before that, Ugh. we've loved her forever. So. Why isn't she with Andrew Garfield? How could you ever break up with that man? I know. Can you believe that man probably has a red flag? I can't believe it. No, it's impossible. I, I, I refuse to believe it. He's too good of a boyfriend? He's too British. <laughs> um, yes. But okay, what are we obsessing over? Obsessing over. Okay, so I'm obsessing over yoga right now. So I'm going to yoga about two to three times a week at my gym. And um, I am just obsessed with... So I am not an athlete. I tried to play soccer in high school. Didn't even play at intramurals in college, but... Um, I started working out a little bit more in um, in college, and I've really enjoyed it. My husband, Tyler, helped me – why do I keep saying my husband? Tyler um, helped me, like, learn how to, like, lift weights and stuff and really like it. But I've always just felt like I'm not flexible, and that's just – I just what I've, been, what I've told myself. But after doing yoga consistently, like, I'm obsessed with seeing how I'm improving with my flexibility. And I almost did a crow pose the other day. Did you? Yeah, because I, I'm just seeing so much progress. I'm obsessed with it. I freaking love um, Chloe. She's one of my yoga instructors. She's helping me so much. And um, it's just really good for my mind. And it's like, it's been a while since I've had something to do to work out that I'm actually excited about. And I like never miss it. And I love it. So I know you're a yogi too. So you get it. I do also love yoga and the class I go tomorrow, go to tomorrow. Um, it's like a new class. Ooh. They just started doing it and I love it. I love the instructor. You would love it too. I know you've been to my studio, but you would love this. Like, Why? What, what's new about it? It's so it's an instructor that I haven't been able to go to before because she just like the class times didn't line up with my schedule, but she does like a flow class but you do like the first 15 minutes are like just stretching. Like you start really slow and then she really starts amping it up like the core, like 30 minutes. So you do like sun salutations like over and over and over again, where you're building a lot of heat. And then you do um, a flow that she designs and you do it 10 times really fast. So yeah. So it's nice. It's like a very like nice, up and down and you know exactly what to expect which I really enjoy uh, and then at the end you know she does like balancing and crow and whatever you want to do and then a nice long shavasana so it just it's like everything I love I feel like sometimes yoga classes they're either like too hard or too soft and this is like a really good balance I am really obsessed with poppy which I know makes me like the basic of bitches but it's a prebiotic soda and I cannot stop drinking it it's two dollars a can which is insane but it's highway robbery yeah and I'm really not like a soda drinker so this is very strange for me but um like we went to Target last night to pick up an order and I made Francis go in to get me poppy um but I love their Dr. Pepper flavor. Really? That is so not like you. I would have never pegged you to like that one. Yeah, I don't know. It has caffeine, so I could only drink it during the day. 
Um, but there are some other flavors that don't. Like I love their raspberry rose flavor and I'll drink that like after dinner. Um, but yeah, I just love them. Like I feel like this is like how my LaCroix obsession was in the early days and that's kind of like petered off. Um, and now I'm just really into poppies and I want to drink them all the time. Isn't there another brand that's like that too? Olipop. Yeah, yes. I haven't heard that one. I have. Um, I like some of their flavors. They're just like less accessible to me. Like I can't find them everywhere. Um, but I really like their orange soda flavor and I like it better than the poppy one. Poppy has taken over Target. Like I, I was there on, I think Thursday and I couldn't walk around the store without running into displays of poppy everywhere. I was like, what is happening? I know. And you know, I'm really not usually for like a diet situation. Like it feels like a diet drink, but I mean, I feel like I do kind of stay away from soda just because of like the sugar. And I know you're, you love a soda. Um, but I think it's really my conditioning. Like my mom was always like anti-soda. And so I have it in my brain that it's bad for you. So now I'm like, oh, a soda that I feel like I could drink and it's slightly better for me. Sure. And it's delicious. Love it. it. Delicious. Yeah. I'm really into it. And what are you recommending? All thanks to Savannah and Francis's Amazon account, which I'm still using because we don't have <laughs> Amazon TV or Amazon Prime right now. Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon with Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Oh, okay. So I was seeing them doing press, but I didn't know what it was for. Savannah, it is so good. It is so good. I have spent the past couple, honestly, months since they've announced it, seeing ads for Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon pop up on like Rotten Tomatoes and the comments are disgraceful. People being like, this is a remake of Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. These people aren't hot. They're not attractive. This Mr. and Mrs. Smith is like, guys, Donald Glover is so fine in the show. Yeah. Today, Tyler, I was like, Donald Glover is so fine. He's like, he's a good looking dude. Like, this, like he is prime Donald Glover and Tyler and I love Donald Glover. We love community. We love, um, oh my God, what's his show that he produced and made? Atlanta. Atlanta. We love Atlanta. I love Childish Gambino. This is perfect. Also, Maya from Pen15. You watch Pen15, right? I didn't watch it. Oh, Pen15 is so good. She, I've only known her as like this kind of cringy, like teenager actress. She's so hot in this show. The show is so amazing. Like we watched two shows last night. We were up to 1130, two episodes of it. If I'm watching a show after 830 PM, lights out. I'm asleep. I was up. I was like, let's keep going. This is so good. So I highly recommend it. I've only seen two episodes, but you're going to love it. So fun. I didn't know you loved Community because that's like Francis's favorite show. And I watched it with him. He loves it. Tyler's favorite show of all time. Like <gasps> I come home and he's just watching reruns. Like he's obsessed. Oh my God. So also Francis. Uh, so this is very important information because we are always trying to get our husbands to be friends. Um, not that they have anything against each other. Just we live in different places. <laughs> we live 700 miles apart. So, uh, but that's so good. I'll have to start watching that with Francis because he will love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am recommending something that I only bought a few days ago, but I feel like it has transformed my life. Um, so again, I saw this product all over TikTok, the beauty girlies, 
And, um, but it's like a drugstore makeup product. It's Elf, but it's like the Elf Halo Glow. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. So it comes, it, they sell it in like six like skin colors, whatever. And it comes, but like it comes in like a foundation looking thing, but it has like a doe foot applicator. Okay. And a doe foot applicator. It's like a concealer applicator, you know? It has like a little, <laughs> has like a little poof at the end of a stick, you know? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm on track. Keep going. Okay. Sorry. Okay. You obviously do not watch the beauty TikToks. Um, but you're supposed to be able to wear it like under your makeup and it's supposed to be kind of like bronzing, like glowy or with nothing. And so today I'm just hanging out at home. I was like, I'll put it on. So I put it on and I felt like I transformed in front of my eyes. It was like a lightweight, glowy, like looks like your skin, but better kind of situation. And then I also bought their blush and it was also really pretty. Um, so I was so excited for this purchase because especially working from home, like you want to be able to put something on that's kind of like lightweight, you can wear around the house, um, but looks normal on Zoom. And like, like, what are, what are, where are the flaws? Like my skin looks so good. It does. I need that. Yeah, it's really good. They had it at Target. So. Also, Elf is in my, is in my tax bracket. Like that's my budget. I love it. I love elf products, but I was really like, they were right. They were right about this one. Okay. And then treating, what are you treating yourself with? So I am, I haven't done this yet, but I'm treating myself with making my own coffee creamer this weekend. I've been really trying to find a coffee creamer. I love, unfortunately in, um, Southeast Wisconsin, Chobani is always sold out. Spain and I are Chobani diehards. We love the Chobani coffee creamer. It's the best. I've tried a few Aldi brands. God awful. I've tried <laughs> I've tried some other ones. Not good. Um I I tried a cookie butter Khalifa farm or something. It was fine, but the more I had it, not worth it. So I'm gonna try to make my own coffee creamer. I got some half and half, some sweet and condensed milk. I'm going to think through like what flavor I want to do. Um, maybe like a, like a maple cinnamon or something. So I'm going to try that out. I'll keep it posted, but I like, I I'm trying to eat pretty clean during the week, but coffee is the one thing that like, I really want to let myself enjoy and, and really like savor. So I'm going to try my own coffee creamer. Have you ever done your own coffee creamer? No, I am. I was never really a coffee creamer girl until I started making lattes at home. And it just like makes your latte so much better. Um, Oh, I I just remember like in high school, when we would drink coffee after a sleepover, you would put milk in your coffee. And I was so used to creamer like half and half. And I just thought she is so much cooler than me. She just puts milk in her coffee. Just just skim milk, baby. That's the don't (laughs) know that way. Um, And I still like uh, if I'm just drinking like drip coffee, I like just plain milk. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah. But what you were describing reminded me of like the maple donut flavor of Chobani creamer, which was really good. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I almost texted you the other day because I was at Harris Teeter or something. I don't know. And um, 
you know, whenever I'm at a grocery store, I have to look for Chobani creamers and they have a bunch and the like raspberry, um, white chocolate one was, I guess like going at it, like it's seasonal. And so it was on sale for a dollar 20. I could drink that. I put that in a pint glass. I could drink that. I love that one. Good. So good. Yeah. So I picked up that one and the caramel macchiato. Both very one dollar. Yeah. I know. That's the other thing too. You could probably save so much money because they're like five dollars a thing. It's crazy. So yeah, I'm gonna see how the sweetened condensed milk goes. I think as well, like I've been I've been trying to do like almond milk or like oat milk creamers because straight milk sometimes messes with me. There's just so much oil in there and stuff. So mm -hmm. I'll keep you posted. I'm I'm sure I'm gonna have to experiment with this, but yeah, definitely keep me posted. That is adventurous. But when you described it, it doesn't sound that hard. It doesn't no, it doesn't sound hard. I I looked up one recipe, it said half and half sweetened condensed milk and vanilla extract. And I was like, that's it. And I'm paying five bucks a bottle for this that I go through in a week. So yeah. it's like when you make your have you ever made your own like coffee syrups? Mm-mm. That's really, it's literally water and sugar. <laughs> uh, and and like, I, I'm paying a dollar for this at Starbucks. I know. I made like lavender syrup before and it turns out really good. Um, my treating, I just got a shipment of clothes from Newly, which Kristen knows I am very obsessed with. And she has not had good experiences with, but I love them. Uh, and... I'm going on a trip this month to New Orleans. And so I decided I deserved a little treat of a few clothing items. Uh, so newly you can rent six items of clothing for like a hundred bucks. And it makes me feel better rather than like buying all new stuff. Um, Coupon so, code bestie 20 newly. Yeah, that's right. But I'm really excited. There are a couple things in there that are really cute uh, that I'm really excited to wear. Did you get like dresses? Did you get like tops, pants? I got mostly tops. Like I got a, I got two that are a little bit more like going out nice-ish and then two that are a little bit more casual. Um, I got one dress that I could like both wear to work or to like a jazz club in New Orleans. Uh, and yeah, and then I got a sweatshirt that says we across, like, like the French word for yes. Because uh, I was like, I'm going to New Orleans. It's basically French, right? Basically. It's a place. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be really fun. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's our report. Plus a little ick in there. We'll find a way to to do that. I also wanted to talk about a huge event happening this weekend, the Grammys. I thought we could kind of like, I, I could tell you a little bit about who's nominated, who's performing, kind of like what we're expecting. What do we expect Taylor to wear? Um, but first I think another thing I'm treating myself on is just accepting what I love, which is I love a freaking good award show. I get so excited and you know, I just decided I'm going to plan my schedule around it. I told Tyler, we are doing nothing Sunday. I'm going to watch the E Hollywood or the E red carpet with my favorite comedian, Heather McMahon. She's going to do the red carpet. I'm going to watch the Grammys. I'm going to have a nice glass of wine. I'm going to enjoy it. Make some popcorn. So excited. Um, and we usually live text during award shows because we're just, we have to know what's going on at all times with everything pop culture, it feels like. That's so right. I feel like this is something that you particularly love that I've kind of hopped on to. Um, really? 
Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like we watch, I watch for Taylor. Right. Pretty much only for Taylor. Um, but I enjoy all the little like pop culture things too that happen. So I'm excited that Taylor Swift will be there Sunday. Yes. Although did you hear no Travis Kelsey? No Travis Kelsey. He's practicing, but granted he does have a Super Bowl to play. So just a Super Bowl. Do you think that we're going to see Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey together on a red carpet in this year? I don't know about this year. Like, what else is there yeah. to go to? Um, but if they make it through, like, the next award season, I could see it. And yeah. is he going to retire? Travis, no, 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 no. You don't think so? He's old. Not as old as Jason. No, no, no. I think Jason's going to retire. Travis has got a few more seasons in him. I, wow. I think Travis is good. There's there's no talks of him retiring soon. Him and Mahomes are still, they're still killing it. So okay, yeah. I just feel like for football players, they're old. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. He's like late thirties, right? Mm-hmm. So let me tell you a little bit about the Grammys. First thing is the Grammys are on Sunday, um, February fourth. So the eligibility period to be considered for the Grammys is October 1st, 2022 to September 15th, 2023. So I know that we had questions about this because Midnight's by Taylor Swift is nominated. Um, that came out the end of 2022. And I think sometimes people think it's just things that came out in 2023, but Midnight's made the cut. It's like a fiscal year. That's so weird. <laughs> it's true. It's the Grammys fiscal year. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe that's when like nominations come out. So there has to be a cutout, cutoff. Yeah, I think so. So if there's anything that came out like September 15th last year on to current, it's not going to be in there. So um, fortunately, Ice Spice's new song is not going to be nominated. Her, um, I forget what it's called. Anyways. I... I I can't get behind Ice Spice's look, like the hair. Maybe this is like the millennial in me. I don't understand what's cool. I don't either. I but I feel like it's so iconic that like maybe she's sticking with it because it's her image. Again, I don't get it either. I'm old, so <laughs> there are three new categories that will do debut at the Grammys, which I thought was really cool: best African music performance, best oh. alternative as album, and best pop dance recording. Okay, fun. That was cool. And then I thought we could talk about the top. Um, I'm going to pull this up here. The top nominees. Record of the year. So this is the award to the artist and to the producers, recording engineers and mixers, and mastering engineers, if other than the artist. I just think it's important to like understand the difference between record of the year and song of the year. So record of the year is a lot more about the whole record song of the year is more like a songwriter award like the, the words and the writing are what win so record of the year is worship by john batiste not strong enough by boy genius flowers by miley cyrus what was i made for by billy eilish on my mama by victoria monet vampire by olivia rodrigo anti-hero by taylor swift and kill bill by SZA. so this is stacked quite stacked absolutely stacked you know i have a soft spot for john batiste when he won album of the year last year weeping weeping he deserves everything in the entire world yeah i feel very uh conflicted in this category because obviously i mean olivia rodrigo versus taylor which i loved olivia rodrigo's whole album 
And SZA. I think SZA, like, SZA probably deserves it because she did the thing that was most interesting compared to everybody. Yeah. I agree. But I don't know if she'll win it. Kill Bill is just such an interesting song. I just love the way that it's built. I love the melody. I love everything about it. She's iconic. I love Antihero. I think that one may, may be more like song of the year. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking it's between Miley Cyrus and Billie Eilish. I kind of have a weird feeling that Miley Cyrus might win it. Flowers was huge. It was huge. And I know that this album was like her biggest success ever. Um, yeah. And Billie Eilish is already getting a lot of attention for the song from Barbie, like in the Oscars and Golden Globes. So be interesting to see. A couple more. Let's just talk album of the year. World Music Radio by John Batiste. Perfect album. The Record by Boy Genius. Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus. Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey. The Age of Pressure by Janelle Monet. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Midnights by Taylor Swift. And SOS by SZA. Again, stacked. I know. We didn't even talk about the boy genius of it all. which I Oh feel my like gosh, we didn't. We're not... I don't know. I can't get into Boy Genius. I, I know I'm wrong for that, though. Uh, and I know that they're just iconic. Like They're iconic. I feel like five years ago, I'd be obsessed. Did yeah. you know Tyler saw Julian Baker in concert without me? When was this? In college. He saw her without me, which I, I do love Julian Baker. Mm-hmm. But I, I loved I love that kind of like really depressing, sad, moody stuff more in college. I like I gotta play some Maisie Peters to get out of bed. Like I can't listen to Julian Baker in the morning. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I can't I agree that is something I probably would have liked like five to ten years ago, but I just now I listen to it. Phoebe Bridgers too. I'm like, I recognize that this is good, but I just I would prefer not to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> what about Lana Del Rey? Did you listen to her new album? No, again, another person I used to love in college. Uh, I think she is genius and so good, but I don't know anything about this album. So Jack Antonoff produced it. And actually, um, on John Batiste's album and Lana Del Rey album, Lana Del Rey's album, they've both featured on each other's albums this year. They've done a lot of collaboration. That's so cool. Yeah, and Janelle Monet too, always amazing. I mean, and I did perfect. listen to this album and it was really good. I actually, I saw her do a song at the, um, one of those New Year's Eve shows. Um, but I haven't, I haven't listened to much of her music. I think I'm going to take that as a to do this week because I love her as an actress. So next song of song of the year, A&W by Lana Del Rey, Antihero by Taylor Swift, Butterfly by John Batiste, Dance the Night by Dua Lipa from Barbie, Flowers by Miley Cyrus, Kill Bill by SZA, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo and What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish from Barbie. So a whole lot of the same. Yeah, so hard though. And interesting, like from Flowers, I love I Used to Be Young way more than Flowers. Yeah, Oh, I Used to Be Young is so good. Yeah, I'm surprised that that's not nominated. Agreed. Also, it's it. I really think Dance the Night is really cool because they did, they were, they did uh, choreograph the dance scene before uh, Dua Lipa work with Mark Ronson on the song and they put it together which I mean they're Mark Ronson's obviously a genius so he can do whatever he wants to do but I thought that was really fascinating yeah I'm obsessed with that song and I did like sit in front of many a YouTube tutorial figuring out how to do the dance but it was harder than I thought I love it we want to see if that on TikTok one day no you're never gonna see it 
another one of my favorite um, awards is Best New Artist. So Gracie Abrams is nominated. Fun. Fred again. Never heard of Fred again. I need to do some research. Ice Spice is nominated. Jelly Roll. Tyler loves Jelly Roll. He's a country artist. Um, Coco Jones, Noah Kahn, Victoria Monet, and The War and the Treaty. Yeah, I feel like Noah Kahn is just going to win everything, don't you? He's been so big. He's been so big. He's been great. I, I'm feeling honestly like Jelly Rolls made a really big impact in country music. I could see him maybe sweeping this one. I love Coco Jones too. Um, she's really good. I don't think I've heard her yet. Uh, she was featured in like a Renee rap song and that's how I discovered her, but she, she's really good. Um, yeah, there's so, there's so many, I mean, Gracie Abrams too. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's mastered the sad girl, quiet voice thing that, that we all love. So true. I know Noah Kahn too. I know people are so into him again. Maybe I'm just too old. Yeah. I'm not super into him either. I, I kind of feel he has a little bit of the Taylor Swift songwriting magic of like people love belting out his songs like Taylor Swift. Her bridges are, are, unmatched and people just scream them out i like i his songs are so wordy and people just love them i don't know if it's the rhythm i don't know if it's his words but there's so many people obsessed with him you're so right the war and treaty are really good too i believe that they're they're a duo um and they sing country music and tyler's seen them a couple times on like country um country shows and they have incredible voices so I, i encourage you to check them out too so fun i will well, that's our Grammy recap. We're going to next weekend maybe recap the actual show, but we will see what happens. Yes. All the Taylor moments. Yes. Oh, what do you think she's going to wear? I have no idea. Well, when is she going to announce reputation? I don't think she's going to do it at the Grammys. People I are deleting so either. But I feel like it's been a long time, aka like six months <laughs> since we've had about time. <laughs> Probably not even that, like, when did 1989 come out? Like, October? But it's time. I need another one. I just think she has so much fun announcing her albums at shows. It's got to be announced at a show. Like, she's got to love that energy, you know? But where? But where? She's about to start her international tour this week. So we're going to get some more Swifty updates. We're going to get some more surprise songs. We're going to restart the surprise song wheel. Very excited. And I saw, um, we're, we're gonna have to keep track of time zones because we gotta keep up with, you know, when the surprise songs happen, we always text each other, like, oh my god, it, it was, is it over now? Freaking out. So. I know, and Japan's hard. I think they're 13 hours mm-hmm. after, 13 hours ahead of us. Right. Yeah, so we'll so see. We'll get, we'll be getting ready for work, watching a bunch of TikToks of Taylor her show rainy live streams here we come yeah and do you think she's gonna make it to the super bowl i think so i really do i i feel like taylor more than anything is a romantic and like i've been thinking about this a lot because i feel like she falls like hard and fast but a lot of times her relationships like don't last very long I think are like really, really deep, really quickly. And then like they separate quickly. Um, So yeah, I feel like she's like all in and then she's like, okay, I'm done now. 
So yeah. still all in. Totally agree. And as the the member of the Reddit community, so this page came up called Swifty Neutral. Oh my God, I probably shouldn't even say like, just whatever, they're going to come find me. <laughs> but there are a lot of people who are like criticizing Taylor, which is totally fine. They're people who maybe used to be your fans. But a lot of them are saying like, she said she, that, or people are spreading that like Joe, when she was saying Joe, hid her away. You know, she's written this whole album reputation about hiding her love. And now she's, you know, on ESPN kissing her boyfriend where it's like women can change. Women can change their mind. Women can grow. We contain multitudes. We contain multitudes. Taylor contains multitudes. Let the girl live. Let her kiss her boyfriend on national TV. She's not the spot. She's not in the spotlight. He's in the spotlight. She's probably eating this up. This is probably the first normal experience she's ever had. And it's not even normal at all, but people. can change. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like that is even like a narrow view because like, did you know Taylor 10 years ago? Cause she loved, she loved having her relationships in the spotlight. Like, I oh, feel like, yeah. I feel like she had a very short period that we all got to watch not that long ago where she was very, very, very private for a multitude of reasons. But I feel like this is actually like the core of who she is. This is normal. This is very normal. Like how many paparazzi shots have we had of Taylor? And I feel like her most like um, her most painful relationships are the ones that she's had to keep private, like John Mayer, Calvin Harris, Joe Alwyn. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm hoping that this is a good sign that she's like coming into what she used to do. But she loves a publicity relationship. She does. And I think you have to realize that a relationship is 50% each person. Travis is absolutely public man. Like this man could not hide. He is massive. He is on an NFL team and he is hilarious. So he's going to be in front of a camera and at a press conference answering questions. Like that's who he is. And she probably feels comfortable with that. So she feels cool with, with, um, with everything. I am surprised with how much he's talking about her though, like on the podcast and stuff, but I love it. I wonder if she loves it because you know, like with Joe, he never wanted to talk about her. And I wonder if it feels good to be like, holy shit, I'm dating Taylor Swift. Like she is that bitch. So we'll have to we'll have to have a segment where we unpack all the Travis and Taylor videos that we find, but there's so many. So many angles. Well, this was so fun. I'm so glad we did this. It was. It was wonderful. Um Thank you for spending time with me. It's so good to chat with you, not over text, but over video. Spend time with you. So, all right. Have a good night. Bye, friends. Enjoy your sourdough.